The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. All right, guys, welcome to the next podcast. So excited to be here. We're going to be talking about something called PPC. You down with PPC? You don't know that reference, do you, Glenn? Is that, <laughs> no. they, don't, they don't have that in Australia? No. Kendra, do you know that reference? You down with OPP? Uh, no. no? no. Oh my I mean, I do know. It's going to catch on, Craig. Keep going. <laughs> All right, so, so PPC is what I'm calling proactive positive communication. And, and it's importance in basically countering the negative information that's out there. So I'm here, first of all, with Kendra Matthews, who's the current marketing resource and mm-hmm. former Disney princess. Oh, right? call me out. Yeah. Can I, well, if you're going to call me out, can, it, can I at least hear the bird Yeah, sound? didn't she used to be Fiona? Is that's that the... so mean. <laughs> we, no, that was very Universal Studios. We're, no, what, what was Disney your, what, what Disney princess were you? Oh, you know, like oh, you were a bunch of them. Yeah. Aer- okay. I thought you're not allowed to say who it is. This is a podcast. Oh, is she not? This is. What if a little kid gets on and says, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> let's just princess is the now market. The audience no for this show. No little kids are listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's only seven listeners, and they're all but over. But can 30. you do the bird sound? Are you going to do the bird sound? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, I, I, nobody can know about that. All right, and then our other person here is Glenn Matthews, uh, San Diego market leader, but most of you will know him as Thor. Glenn, good to have you here. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> That's a great reference. <laughs> yeah, he's not wearing a shirt and everything. It's a little awkward. <laughs> but uh, so I, I know that intro won't uh, necessarily shed light on what we're talking about, but you guys know that, that news is pretty rough lately. Um, it gets kind of exhausting seeing all the doom and gloom, and especially even recently in the last couple of days with riots and but even before that, all the news and the pandemics, and you see sometimes pretty horrible news about nursing homes, and it it starts to kind of weigh on you. Uh, death, disease, crime, political bickering. Everybody happy now listening to the podcast? You can see you can see why we brought in a Disney princess to be with us <laughs> here today. Uh, and you can see this all does coincide actually with the rise of anxiety and depression in the world. And and uh, I, I read recently that according to the World Health Organization, approximately one million people commit suicide every year. That's that's if you break that down, that's one death every forty seconds. And if you're just listening to the news, I mean, to put it bluntly, the world sucks. <laughs> it's it's kind of a depressing, you know, healthcare is messed up. People are evil. Uh, and that you can understand why people are struggling with, with so much anxiety. Now, people I know in healthcare tend to get into healthcare because they're compassionate. They, they tend to feel deeply. In fact, the word compassion means to suffer with. It's... it's uh, and when the news is all bad, you almost want to stop feeling 
because despair takes over. And, and uh, as you know, the opposite of despair is hope. And, and hope is what we all seem to be looking for. Uh, and many listeners probably became nurses and therapists because they wanted to bring hope to people who are in despair. And I'm not saying we need to be optimists. You know, I, I understand good to great. I understand the Stockdale paradox. We need to be willing to confront the brutal facts and, and in no way paint a false picture. But we need to seek out and help others seek out the positive. We're not just waging a war on a virus. We're waging a war on, on negative news. And, and we're trying to do that with what we're calling PPC, Proactive Positive Communication. Case in point, have you guys seen the John Krasinski Some Good News features yeah, that have become absolutely. really popular? It's, it's a good site. I, I really like those. Uh, it, it, he started this this social media campaign. It's become incredibly popular. He focuses on positive stories that uplift and make people smile. And and honestly, it's it's one of the reasons why I like going to see your movies. I love seeing where the hero. Uh, wins, <laughs> Thor, and and uh, the, uh, we we love seeing heroes prevail, and and the world needs to know that that heroes are prevailing today in long term care, but they don't know because your story's not being told, and and so that's why we as listeners need to become positive yet honest and truthful storytellers. We. We need to help shine a light on the great things that are out there. So, Kendra, let's start with you. Sure. Um, I, I know as a marketing resource in the San Diego area, you've been really good at using social media to promote great stories that are happening in, in their facilities in San Diego. So can you talk to us in general about how you've used social media to, to help positively promote these stories? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess I would first start off by saying that skilled nursing has always had a different type of marketing that's worked. It's a much more grassroots, right? Going to somebody face-to-face, -face, talking to them about the opportunities we have inside our facilities. As opposed to in, what? So so uh, as opposed to grassroots, like a corporate marketing well, campaign? Exactly, right? Like if you, if you are going to a large corporate conglomerate who's selling a product, they're very much, um, you know, influencers on Instagram. How are they selling – you know, emails constantly going out to their But you're saying customers. this is personal. Right. Is so uh, face -face. the healthcare industry has always been much more face-to-face -face and talking on an individual basis to, you know, doctors or patients. And I think this COVID, you know, thing that's that's going on right now, pandemic. That's the technical term, this yeah, COVID this thing. thing. The COVID <laughs> thing. Um, it's kind of opened up the opportunity for us to really focus on social media. Um, we've had it. Zone 57 has done a really good job of setting that up for us. Um, we've got the Facebook pages and we have websites. Um, some facilities have also gone and created their own Instagrams. But no one has really taken advantage of it because they've always just assumed you know, some of the population is a bit older. Maybe they're not looking at those websites like, uh, you know, a client of a corporate conglomerate might. Um, so it's kind of been really exciting to see that we can take advantage of a platform that's currently there for us. Um, and, for example, I think some people can get a little intimidated by the fact that, you know, how do I create a Facebook account? Well, the neat thing is it's it's there already, 
right? And if just you're by thinking, reaching out to like a Zone 57, yeah. Or, well, most or, most have them. Like yeah. it's it's in existence, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're questioning if it is, you can reach out to Zone 57 and find out, you know, do I have that page? Is it updated? And then are you just taking like really positive stories that are happening in your facility? And and you, what do you do? You do post that story, you post that picture, post that. Yeah, video? yeah. Well, uh, you know, part of it too is trying to find the stories. Right. So mm-hmm. trying to find the um, what's the word I'm looking for, the material, yeah. I guess, the PPC, the PPC. Right. And and I think <laughs> that can be that can be that can also be intimidating for somebody. How am I going to get a post up every day or every other day? Because another so part it almost seems like a full time job and that overwhelms. Oh, people yeah. And so they drop I mean, if you look and, at it, and, influencers yeah. are out there in the in the public right now and it is a full time job for them. Right. They're doing I'm not talking about for this industry, but for other industries. So if you're looking at where you're getting your material, um, part of it can also be trying to figure out somebody that you can get that material from. Right. And I think a really good source for us are activities people. Our activities people work really, really hard to spend a lot of one on one time with um, with residents or you know patients in the buildings and if we're talking to them on a regular basis and trying to get some, you know, them to to take that picture or to capture a moment, um, it's a really good resource for us. So I know in San Diego, that's something that we do. Um, all the activities people, they actually don't have a resource. And I've kind of reached out to say, like, hey, what if we all get on a text string and we can talk about ideas back and forth with each other? And, you know, they're bouncing ideas and um, then they'll send a message to the text string. Hey, guys, check out what I did today, you know, or check out what our facility did today. And we had a, a So have you then seen examples of when they've posted those stories and it, and it starts to create community buzz or, or uh, like, are, are we seeing some success with using those stories on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and, and another thing, too, is some people might think, well, if I don't have 10,000 followers, what's the point of putting it up? Yeah. Right. But. Alternatively, if you've got, you know, 20 people, but they're the right people that are looking at your site, that's what could be really important, right? So say you've got people that are influential in the community, right? For us, that might be different home healths, different hospital administrators, different, um, you know, case managers, because everybody is online, everybody has a LinkedIn or a Facebook, and they're happy to friend somebody, right? So if you post something and those people see it, you've got to think they're going into the community and saying, hey, did you did you know that this building over here just had a COVID survivor discharge from the building? They've graduated. They're COVID survivors. Yeah. That's a really great place. So, uh, You know, it's funny you say that, and I, I'm thinking of uh, some facilities that I've seen in uh, Utah that have actually posted pictures of some of those partners, uh, uh, home health providers or others that have sort of teamed with them, and they've almost cross-promoted each other mm-hmm. as they've teamed up together. And 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 I've seen those postings on their on their either Instagram or, or Facebook site, and and it's really neat to see it kind of. It's neat to see it working. You say it's it's a little bit more work to to go out and sh- and find these experiences so that you can shine a light on them. But as you say that, I think back to when uh, Ensign Services started and and you know the original mission statement of we want to dignify long term care through moments of truth in the eyes of the world. Right through mm-hmm. moments of truth, we want to dignify long term care in the eyes of the world. 
that means that that is a huge part of what we are going out and looking for these positive stories and finding these positive stories so that we can dignify long-term care in the eyes of the world. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty essential. What, what other positive things do you do to help kind of promote all these great things happening in, in, uh, in the facilities that are, that you serve? Well, I, I mean, I guess I, I think a key to all of this marketing or business development is really consistency, right? So if you are posting something, and like you said, and, you know, I was saying earlier, trying to find that moment, sometimes it doesn't have to be a really deep, intense 30-second moment where somebody is, you know, di- like delving out their heart, right? Donating, it, donating ripping out a kidney and giving right. it to somebody. It can just be a <laughs> not, picture of like a somebody smiling, yeah. you know, and then you're posting that. And, and if you're thinking about how – I guess if you're thinking about how an influencer would do something on social media, it's consistency, right? So every day you know something is going to pop up promoting that facility, right? Yeah. And it's just going to be regular. So at the same time, I mean, there's social media for you. But going back to how we do things at a grassroots level, um, it's consistency with how you're communicating with the community, right? So if we're talking about case managers. For example, mm-hmm. when I was in a building, every morning I sent out an email to all of our case managers or health plans or you know hospitals that would allow me to do so with um, our bed availability for the day, right? And I think that's huge because it's not only – I mean, sometimes maybe they're not looking at the number, but they just expect every morning my email is going to pop up with my facility logo and maybe it was a quote of the day or a um, recipe of the day or sometimes just – a funny meme, you know, at the moment. Something feel good. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. I'm I'm sending something out for some of our facilities and it's um, some of the positive stuff that we've been doing. So I might post it to LinkedIn and, you know, an Instagram or a Facebook, but then I'm also sending it via email, yeah. right? So it can be the same thing. So you're just getting this information in front of them constantly yeah. Uh, regularly, so that so that they're it's sort of countering the images that are out there that they're seeing in the news or in other places. Right. And I and I want it by my logo or you know or mm-hmm. the logo of the building because want you want it, it exactly. You, you want yeah. it to associate a positive, feel good message. Yeah. Right. And I think, I mean, to be honest, some of our buildings can get hit with negative media. Obviously, in this yeah. environment, that's happening. But a lot of people don't see that either. Right. And and as a building operator or marketer, you can get really caught up in, oh my gosh, this was just on the news. Everyone has seen it, you know, right. but there are some buildings that have seen that happen. And the next day they're still getting two, three, four admissions, right? So not everyone in the world has seen that. As you right. know, like with marketing, it takes effort to get a message out there. So just the same way it does with negative. Is is there anything you guys do with... Uh... You know, we we get uh, we get a lot of positive feedback from the residents, even even throughout this crisis. You know, I, I sometimes comb through these and just see some amazing things that residents are saying about uh, about the operations that they're in. Is there anything you do with that positive feedback uh, as a marketing tool? And well, if there, I stump I, you, you can just tell me because no, I'm, I'm sort good. of just oh, thinking out on, loud Clay. with you guys. Bring okay. it on, no. Um, there are a couple different things. First of all, you can't discount the power of that kind of praise within your facility, right? So making sure that the other, you know, your staff sees that. That goes a really long way. So we yeah. don't want to discount the fact that, you know, hey, Mr. Smith said all these great things. That should be announced at Morning Stand Up. That should be announced at 
all staff, right? Because you want to create that positive buzz, that environment within the facility. At the same time, um, you know, we do want to use Yelp and Google, um, you know, wisely because that's what a lot of people are looking at for reviews. Now, we can't necessarily say to somebody, you know, hey, can you go and, and write this post? Here, I'll write um, this technically, for you. <laughs> technically, that's against the rules. Said, I, I had yeah. to write this on my post. That says you're amazing. But I mean, some of those but, things are being said already, uh-huh. obviously, without and, any pressure. And some, people want, and some people want to post those, right? So they'll yeah. say, how, how can I write this? And, you know, there, there are rules with Yelp where if you do it within the facility, just, you know, so, you know, if you do it within the facility at the same IP address, it won't count. It won't oh, okay. post. That's good to know. If you, if it's a first time post for somebody, like if they've created the account just to post a positive review, they won't post that either because they're assuming that you're yeah. doing it for them. Right. So, um, but we can say yes, please, you know, go ahead. Here's the link if you want. You know, here's our name. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to clarify. We're not wanting to falsely propagate uh, news that isn't real, right? I mean, right. we we just, all we're looking to do is capture the great things that are happening and and to see, you know, I've seen comments from residents that this is the absolute best facility in this area and, and I was treated uh, amazingly from start to finish and, you know, all these different things and thinking, you know, how do we use those? How do we how do we can, can you have you know positive quotes going on your your lobby flat screens or or something like that where people are walking around saying huh a lot of people say a lot of really good things about this operation there must be some good things happening here right? yeah and I, I did actually just talk to zone 57 about possibly getting something like that on the website uh-huh. where you know even people can like comment or and, something yeah or, i mean yeah. you know you're going to a back page where it's saying those types idea. of things but we haven't quite gone down that road yet. They're probably going to get bombarded after. So, so Kendra, you that's good. Good. Good positive promotion for Zone 57. Alan, get ready. Um, so so one of the things you said, and I want to follow up with Glenn on this, uh, you, you talked about sharing this with your employees. Glenn, talk to me about the importance of positive communication with your employees through this through this whole thing. What 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 how do you utilize PPC with with your team? Don't laugh every time I say yeah, PPC. So I'll get used to PPC by the end of it. So, <laughs> look, I, I think a, a big part of really managing COVID is communication. And I've I've been fortunate enough to help uh, an operation that did have an outbreak. And and within that, it wasn't necessarily COVID, which was the biggest problem. It was the, the panic and the fear of staff. Yeah. And it was early on when COVID was starting. We had hardly any information. So much unknown. Exactly. And people panicked. You know, am I going to die or am I going to – I can't go home, all this kind of stuff. And I think it was through the leader and both leaders, the DON and the ED, just being extremely calm and saying, hey, we're we're here together. We're going to get through this. And we actually then brought a physician in to educate on infection prevention as well as what COVID actually is how you can contract it, um, the signs and symptoms, where it could lead so to So just it. a lot of information. A lot of information. And you didn't do this once? No. And and so we set about just doing regular communication. And it's almost a weekly all-staff meeting. We should talk about it daily in our daily staff meeting uh, with our IDT team. But with all the staff, especially like Noxhift, Noxhift come in and they say, do we have enough PPE? You know, um, how many cases do we have? Because they're have not any getting cases? the same communication as everybody right. else. Right. And if we just uh, – look, I, I think people are worried that if 
if we over communicate, people are going to panic. But I think it's the opposite. I think mm -hmm. if we over communicate and share what we're going through and and how collectively we're going to overcome this, I think it just dispels a lot of fears. Don't leaders get a little repetitive though, like annoyingly repetitive? And and you know, you think oh, I've already said this. I don't really need to say that again, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never operated you, so it might get annoying if you said it constantly. But <laughs> I, I think you're right. No, I, no. Let me start it again. Um, we. We need to overly communicate with this. We need to just constantly say everything's going to be fine. There's going to be challenge, no doubt about it. We can't just say this is a rosy picture and let's just go about our business like we normally would. But we have to constantly remind them of the challenge that's in front of us. Because I think every time you go and read a, a, a newspaper or a, a story online, it sets you back. I know I when I would read 10 stories in a row... Yeah. I would start to paint a really bad picture of where the world's going. But then if I get a reminder from a partner and they say, look, it's going to be okay, I kind of reset myself. And we need to do that with staff. Yeah. Plus, oh, sorry, well, I was gonna say, plus, like marketing, it takes, you know, three plus times for somebody to get a message and for it to actually sink in. So. Yeah, I think that's a mistake I have made and, and continue to make as a leader. I think I've already shared that message or I've already talked about this. And I was reading uh, I was reading some some of Patrick Lencioni's stuff. And he, he says, look, a lead, every leader needs to be a chief reminding officer, a CRO. A and and one of the big mistakes that leaders make is they're so hesitant to be repetitive. And he said, you've got to be repetitive. A and I, I, you know. It convicted me because I think oh, I'm so annoying. I'm giving the same message and they're hearing it again. But I think you're right, Kendra, too, that that I think of certain things that I have implemented in my practice. I had to hear them seven or eight times <laughs> in mm -hmm. some cases before I actually started doing them. And so, you know, not forgetting. I mean, originally, this podcast, I think, was meant to tell us how to proactively communicate the, the positives with um with the market and and uh, with the communities. But I think that point, Glenn, is good that we've got to make sure that first and foremost, if we are customer second, that we're uh, proactively communicating these things with our employees. Any, uh, yeah, you don't have to raise your hand. It's a well, podcast, Kendra. Well, you keep talking, so uh, I don't know Kendra? what to do. <laughs> I'm calling on you, princess. No, what I was going to say is if you are feeling like you're getting repetitive, because I think the message needs to be very genuine, right? So if you're feeling like it's repetitive, change how you're saying it, but not necessarily what you're saying, yeah. you know? That's good. And the first time I've ever been chastised for talking too much on a podcast. Don't cut that out. Leave that in there. Kendra <laughs> Matthews. Somebody's okay. going to do it. So, so Glenn, uh, then, then talk to me about tools you used as an operator to, to help kind of give the community confidence again with, with coming to these facilities. Yeah. And it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough solution. I think it's going to be ever changing, but I, I think you set yourself up by doing a similar thing that we just talked about with the staff and doing that with the community. And it's just over communicating. Very early on, um, I noticed a lot of leaders calling hospitals and case managers and health plans and saying, hey, we want to be your partner. We want to be your solution. Um, to the extent I saw one operation change their building into a COVID positive building, meaning mm -hmm. they're starting to accept That's COVID the positive patients. That's they needed, yeah. Yeah, and they did it in a way, it was a very, as you imagine, a very, very difficult decision. They they Probably talked scary. to their staff about yeah. it um, and they said, let's do this. And it was, they felt it was way better to serve in that capacity to help mm. the community than just to wait for it to attack them and hit them. Um, and they, I feel like they've used it to their advantage. They've really gone to all the health plans and helped calm them down because there was extreme panic in our community. And they said, no matter what happens, we're here for you. 
Um, and they continually communicate with them. So on a weekly basis, they jump on a call and say, this is where we're at. We're, we mm. still have capacity. We can help you out. So I think that's your, your basis. That's your starting point. Your platform is to really just over communicate with all your partners in the community and say, we want to support. What does that look like? Let's work in this together. Yeah, and, and I also think that if you're doing that, it gives the team inside something to rally around, right? If it's hey, we've got to go out and send positive messages. Who's got a positive message, right? So now the team inside is like, uh, I've got one. I talked to a resident today. Oh, I've got one, right? And so now they're sharing within each other. You've almost Just, changed their mindset of what they're looking for. Exactly. First of all, that, yeah, all that positive which is, and they're anxious to share it. Exactly, which is what we've done, you know, with getting all the activities directors on board. Some of them are so focused on what's going on on the insider. I cannot, you know, my, my patients can't talk to their families or we're doing face time, you know, calls. And that's just been the focus. And instantly it's like, well, what about, did you see this building's doing a parade? Well, great. We should do a parade. And then they all kind of jump in on it and great things start to happen. And then they bounce ideas off each other and, and everybody's growing and looking for great stuff. And they get excited when they see it posted, you know, that I took that video kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of twofold when you're working on this. And I think it's more about, it's not just about your operation. I think it's about Skilled nursing in general. I mean, we have to change a perception for everyone. So if someone is doing great in an operation in South Carolina, call them up and say, hey, I just noticed you post something. Do you mind if I share that with my community? I think we just have to all send that message out. Yeah. Do you anything specific that you guys do, you know, directly with case managers with discharge planners using using this new video we've created uh uh i don't know what we call it it says, let us take, let care, us of take care of you and mm-hmm. uh like any ways that you use these tools to help kind of give confidence and uh you know help help people feel almost comfortable to say okay i'm going to go get this elective surgery and i'm going to feel comfortable coming to this facility for three weeks for my my recovery yeah, I think the, the video is an amazing start, and it's really just sharing it with as many people as possible. And we do we have we have seen marketers send it to case managers and people who work in health plans. We've also shared it with all of our staff, so then they can post it on Facebook and Instagram. And and really, look if you're just getting that message out, and I, I feel that there is a bit of a scare amongst some of our employees that if I share this, people are going to attack either them for being in skilled nursing. Mm. They have to be brave and stand up and say, I'm proud of what I do. I'm proud of the industry I'm in because um, we've done some amazing things. And the more people share it, the better it's going to have an outcome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Kendra, yeah. I'm making sure you don't have anything to say before I go oh. on. Ah, you're learning. See? <laughs> you can be taught. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I mean, a lot of our um, the marketers at the buildings have – send it to case managers or patients, you know, right? Normally, this is the time when if a patient's sitting in a hospital bed, we can go talk to them and say, hey, here's our brochure. Here's this. So a lot of it has become much more, you know, the soft share of here's a link. Um, And I know with them being posted to our website, it's, again, twofold, right? Here's this video, but here's also the link to our site. So go ahead and check out the great things that we do. You can see pictures of our team, right? And It's, I mean, it's it's new, so it's going to spur a lot of conversation. I've had some really good feedback from, um, a, you know, a handful of the buildings so far as it's just gone up, but it's I, exciting. I just think, you know, as somebody that, that doesn't go into these facilities during this time, sometimes even just seeing the real people that are there and, and, and uh, this is a horrible way of saying it, but realizing that they are real 
and 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 being able to put a face and saying that they go in there and they feel fine, they feel safe going in there. They know they're going to take care of these people. It, it gives me some confidence, and it's uh, I, I don't know it. it, it Everything you see in the news, I mean, if I'm watching the news right now, I'm saying, oh, I don't ever want to go to New York City. Although, well, it's these small pockets of places that are a little bit, you know, struggling with riots right now. And But it's not the whole place. And it's not, yeah, we have struggles here and there uh, in this facility. Um, but but in general, things are going well and it's a safe place to come. Yeah, I feel like I, I want to give a little glimmer of hope um, for the people listening to this. I've had a lot of doctors that we work with starting to do elective surgeries again, whether they're orthopedics or neuro. Mm-hmm. And they've actually reached out and gone, you know, I've got patients that want to come to you, but they said, are you guys open? I don't know. Is that, are you open? Can they go? And I said, yes, absolutely. We're open. Bring them on over. And they're like, it's I just want to make sure I've question. got a bed for yeah. when my surgery is done. So. Again, I feel like we get so wrapped up in this media that's everybody's so negative, but there are a lot of people out there that, you know, have not um, fallen victim to it and are mm. actually able to make up their yeah they're actually able to make up their mind and say no this is where I want to go I know I'm going to get better here and you know that's they look fine they they've got a good reputation so yeah. I was gonna say I think there's gonna be some silver lining in all of this I. More and more when I see facilities, the teams seem to come together. You know, there's so much um, camaraderie and there's so much just getting together and really trying to help the solution together. I I think out of this is going to be a huge movement of nurses just wanting to be a bigger part of operations and a bigger part of helping people. Um, And yes, look, there's going to be regulation changes and probably for the better. Uh, It should be a place that people in the future feel safe to come to. Skilled nursing should be just as safe as hospitals, if not more, when it comes to infection prevention. Yeah, yeah. So what about that? I mean, finishing up with this, what about proactively sharing with hospitals, uh, you know, actual results, testing we're doing, uh, all the things so that they know? And is, 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 is there anything out there you see that is working effectively as far as proactively communicating with discharge planners and doctors and hospitals on the procedures that we're taking? Yeah, uh, look, I, I think it's just the constant communication. We don't have a technology where uh, a case manager can log in and see what we can do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's grassroots back to really building relationships in your community with discharge planners and hospitals and CEOs, whoever it may be. And, and whether it is giving them a list of everything that you do and your capabilities and adding on top of it, Right now, we just have to start looking at what are the needs of the community and start to develop programs around that. But in all of this, and especially when it comes to promoting your operation or how we're overcoming this, there needs to be a champion. We can't just expect that a marketing resource is going to help with this or your marketer is going to do this. champion? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, someone who can ensure that we're constantly focusing on this and constantly pushing it and, and constantly communicating. Really, in my mind, there's no better person, and I know they're a busy person, and that's the administrator or the executive director. Mm. They have the best relationships with the CEOs and the the case managers, and they come with a so-called title, right? I just feel like it's an effective way if they just keep pushing on it with the help of their team and and making sure the community is aware of what they can do. So that's not a duty they should be shirking, in your opinion, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's oh, something no, they should to... absolutely be out there. When I was a marketer yeah. in a building, too, I would, you know, I might try to set up that relationship and say, I've got the phone number. You have a call at 
at 10. I need you to be the one to lead mm. this and be the person to share this information. Because, I mean, to the outside world, I mean, obviously, this, you know, Ensign Affiliates don't run like this. But to the outside world, a lot of people are very corporate, right? So they want the title. Mm. They want to know where did the rules come from? You know, yeah. who? why are you doing what you're doing? Who told you to? I want to talk <laughs> yeah. to that, per- you know, that person. Chain of command. Yeah. And a lot of these hospitals... They have that too. So sometimes they just need information to, from mm-hmm. us so they can pass that along. I've got a hospital that every morning, you know, Kendra, where, what's the bed count? You're a little late today on sending that out. I just need to know, does anybody have a, a new case? Nope, we're absolutely fine. I've sent out the same information for the last 60 days, but I'm going to continue <laughs> to send it to you tomorrow with a happy face emoji, you know, whatever, um, just so they know that we're the ones that are there. And when a new AFL does come out or a CDC guideline, we're very quick to go just so, you know, this is a new guideline that came out. doesn't really affect you guys. Or maybe it does, right? Something did just come out where we needed help. And sometimes they take that information and they go, oh, we need to help them. So let's change what we're doing. And now we're going to do two tests or, you know, however that can affect us because they understand that we're partners. But in all of this, I'm seeing that you're just constantly and relentlessly communicating and and sharing and, and over communicating and, and repeating yourselves. And, Absolutely. And, 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 uh, And again, with a lot of these positive things that we're doing that are happening, that we're dispelling the myths that are out there that are coming, you know, from the news media and other things like that, that are driving up their ratings. We've got to make sure that we're proactively doing this. Anything before we finish this podcast that you want to add that you'd want to make sure any CEO or 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 business developer, marketer, community liaison, whatever you want to call them, uh, what, what do you want them to know? Uh, well, I guess if we go back to social media, there are a, a lot of resources to help you create really good social media, um, like images or, uh, you know, things that you can send out, even little brochures that don't, you know, cost a lot of money and they don't take a lot of time. You don't have to be an expert on them, right? So I don't know if, if there's a link, but there are, you know, websites like Canva um, or Videohance is a a video website that you can do and it makes sure that it's square so you can post it to Instagram. Mm. I mean, some of these things help the videos or the images get picked up so more people can see them too. And you can't discount things like hashtags um, and you can search what are some really good hashtags to use in your images or your videos uh, so they get out and see, you know, they get to the most amount of people. Now, you don't necessarily want to use a hashtag that's got like 20 million hits because if you understand how it works, you'll end up at the top for like 0.0 seconds and then you keep getting pushed down. If that makes any sense to posting no, on my like eyes a Facebook. are glazed over and I'm just sort of okay. staring. But, but, but Kendra, if, Mar- if, if marketers or business <laughs> development people are, are listening to this, it's, you know, it's kind of a point system for how stuff gets picked up and you want the point of putting it out there is so more people see it, right? Then those people can, can push it out to other people and you know, it just kind of creates this, I guess, as someone would say, viral. But again, and I, and I bet you wouldn't be annoyed, Kendra Matthews, if any marketer reached out to you and asked for help on no, something please. like this, right? No, Kendra absolutely. Matthews. Okay, Glenn, anything <laughs> yeah. else you want to add before we Yeah, finish? final thoughts. I, I think just when we're posting on Instagram, it's not necessarily only for the community. I, th- I use it as a tool to help emphasize the amazing things your staff are doing. If they see something on Instagram, that's my facility, that was me, and they can share it with their family members. It makes them way more proud of what they do. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, Again, I, I came in with the intentions of thinking how we can 
proactively, positively communicate with the community and, and realizing and extending that, how important it is to do that with our staff. Uh, hopefully people listening will, will make some changes in their own operations and really help combat kind of the negative media that's out there. So uh, Thor and Cinderella, it's good to have you here. Thanks for coming and doing this podcast and uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.